What is happening, everybody? Thank you for joining us for another episode of Grab Life by the Controller. This episode of the podcast, we are going to be focusing on stuff that I got for Christmas that I haven't talked about before. Whether it's accessories, things to add to, you know, gaming paraphernalia, to the collection, you know. Games I never beat, games I never understood, whatever. We're just going to get into it. It's going to be decently in-depth, and it's going to be wild. So get ready to grab life by the controller. All right, so I think hopefully the majority of my listeners could tell by the way that we opened up the episode. One of the games I'm going to be talking about is Battletoads. Now... I'm going to give you a heads up. This episode is going to be extremely different than everything else. Just in a sense that it's going to be super chill, super low-key. I'm going to be drinking a drink while I'm talking, you know. I'm sorry about that. It's just I've had so much craziness going on that I'm late on dropping an episode. And I wanted to wait until I could do it right and do it proper and, and get some good information, some good stories in there for you guys. But I've got a Cherry Coke, and the Cherry Coke is calling my name, so uh, bear with me. So Battletoads is a game that I think a lot of us got as kids. And... The thing about Battletoads is it came out in a day when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reigned supreme, okay? Uh, we also had, you know, Cowboys of Mumesa, we had Street Sharks, everything was pretty much capitalizing on anthropomorphic, uh, you know, creatures. And by the way, the Cowboys of Mumesa... They have an arcade game. It would be so fun if it wasn't for a whole bunch of mooing. Like, anytime you, like, move or shoot or whatever, you're pretty much... And it just takes away uh, from the experience. Battletoads is a game that I have never beat. Battletoads is a game that starts off with promise. I mean, don't get me wrong. The game's a great game. The game's just not kind of really geared towards a younger audience. If if they would have had the rating systems back on the NES, I'm pretty certain it would have been T14. Uh, I mean, that, that boss lady, she's pretty sexy. But just the difficulty level in itself most of the stages are okay they're they're pretty you know cut and dry but there is the infamous turbo cycle stages or stage in my entire life i've only completed that once That's saying a lot. I mean, I haven't owned the game. Jeez. Probably since 93, 
So, I mean, do the math. That's... That's a freaking... It's almost 30 years. I mean, that's what? Like 26 years right now? <laughs> Sorry, I had to do the math inside my head. But... I have discussed my modded Xbox before, and the thing that's great about the modded Xbox is it has basically about 500 arcade classics. It also has a couple Commodore 64, uh, Super Nintendo, Genesis, N64, uh, just some weird stuff on it, which I don't understand why they threw it in. But, they also have the Battletoads arcade game. The Battletoads arcade game is an extremely fun beat-em-up. As with all beat-em-ups, it is definitely, definitely created to eat as much of your money as it possibly can. There are stages in that game that I swear to everything, it would be about 10 bucks and quarters just to get through. On the CoinOp 6, that's what uh, I, I play through on the Xbox. You can have unlimited lives, you know. You quote-unquote put in a quarter every time you need to, to add a life. Or add a continue, or whatever. And Peaches and I played it together, and... It's satisfying. It's funny. It's got some really sexual innuendos. I mean, galore. Just extreme sexual innuendos. Uh, there's a giant badass wolf. And I think that's actually his name. And one of the attacks that you can do is you can grab him by the junk. Like, it shows your character grab it. And then you just punch him in everything. I mean, I don't know what I can say and get, you know, get away with here, <laughs> but, like, and then his eyes pop out of his head. He's like, oh, you're mashing my goods. No, I just want to die. And it's crazy. It's fun. And the arcade game, I don't think there was ever a sequel, but it left it open, so there could be. Now the Nintendo Entertainment System game, I've seen it beat. I actually had a very skilled and talented friend. He's the same friend. His name's Dustin, if I haven't said it a million times before. He's the same friend that would have me come over to his house and I could watch him play Castlevania. You know, anything that was a one-player game, you know, I watched him. Ninja Turtles, stuff like that. Uh, even Battletoads, we played together. I took over my game, and we got the opportunity to play it together. If you thought the Turbo Cycle stage was hard, single player? Oh lordy. You add co-op to it, and it adds a level of difficulty that will make you pull all of your hair out across your body. Chest hair, leg hair, everything. It is just that infuriating, because... At first, I was doing okay, and he was sucking it up, and so we died. 
you know, then I was sucking it up. He was doing okay. It was like we couldn't find that balance. We couldn't find that, you know, kind of gaming equilibrium where we were just kind of working together. And it was hell. This game is a game that I would love to find again. Just to see if as an adult I could do better than I did when I was a child. Because when I was playing this game, I was like 9. I played it like 9, 10, and age 11. But by, by the time it came out, I didn't show up much love. Because... If I remember right, it came out in 1991. And what else came out in 91? The Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, this is a game that I got because... I've always been so into Ninja Turtles. It's ridiculous. Like, if I could get a life-size statue of the 1991 movie turtles I I would definitely do that and they'd give me piggyback rides and all that stuff it'd be fantastic but so Santa Claus brought me a Super Nintendo in 91 and I got Battletoads from my dad's parents you know my grandparents in 91 the cool thing about this is we always had to trade our systems. I was able to keep my Nintendo for just a little bit. Just long enough to play this. And then my sister should be playing Mario or whatever on the Super. And then I'd be playing this like at my grandma's house. You know, my mom's mom. She's the one that introduced me to the uh, the TV show Game Pro. So as you can see here, I've got like this long-lasting legacy of family gaming support. And it's quite amazing, really. I mean, still to this day, I get gaming stuff from my family. And it's not just because, you know, it, it's what I'm into. It's an easy gift. It's because they respect the fire that burns inside, you know. They they admire the passion. It's not something that they're necessarily into. But I mean, hey, it's it's kept me pretty clean throughout my entire life. I I haven't been able to cause, you know, trouble or, you know, I wasn't a bully or anything growing up because I just wanted friends that could come over and game with me. And then nowadays, you know, I just want want friends online that we can have awesome discussions you know escape the real world for just a little bit for long enough to enjoy some gaming content and that is why Battletoads had to be the number one thing that I discussed one of the neat things about Battletoads They're coming out with a new game on the Xbox One. I don't know exactly when it's supposed to drop. Because I'm not exactly the biggest Xbox fan. 
I mean, we discussed the fact that I moved away from the Nintendo because I didn't like the N64 controller. And we'll get into that a little later. But, you know, I, I went Sony. And I've had the PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. I've never owned an Xbox for myself until that modded Xbox. And then last year for Christmas, I bought the kiddos a different Xbox 360. The reason behind that is when I married Peaches, she brought an Xbox 360 with her. But her oldest son had ripped out the, uh, the disk drive. Like the door. It didn't open and close. It was just non-existent. So they could only play games that were on the hard drive. You know, downloaded stuff. So, we found this deal. We found an, you know, a, a 360. Just the console itself. Guy told me it worked. Ten bucks. That's what I, I talked him down to. No cords, no nothing. And it worked for a bit. Up until like a month ago. We were able to use it. And so that that was the first one that, you know, like, I bought for mainstay, everyday use. I've never really used it. But like I said, Battletoads is supposed to be coming out on the Xbox One. My, my youngest stepson one of my favorite people he's just got a heart of gold he has an Xbox One that he got from his biological father for Christmas so I might have the chance to play Battletoads with him I'm, I'm pretty certain that as soon as it comes out I'm going to buy it just to give him kind of the same experience the same education on gaming the same education on patience that I had growing up. It's all about sharing experiences, sharing memories, you know, sharing that passion that, that we all have for gaming. That that's why why I do this. That's why you guys listen, I hope, I think. I don't know. I mean you guys might listen because I have a sultry voice. And you really like the way it sounds. No, I don't think that's it at all. I don't think that's it whatsoever. I think you're here for gaming content. And I don't blame you. I mean, th this podcast has evolved so much since the very beginning. It started out kind of being a run-of-the-mill, everyday information. Stuff that you could find anywhere. And then as we kept doing it, I kept thinking... Like, how do I want to make this different? How do I want to, you know, brand this and make this unique? Then I figured, you know what? Nobody else has lived my life. Let's, let's share some stuff. Let's talk to some awesome people and share their stories as well. So, that's a lot of rambling. So, let's end this segment... But yeah, Battletoads. Excited for the new one coming out. It's a completely different art style. Uh, kind of like the Streets of Rage 4 that's coming out. And I, I think it will be a blast. It should be a blast. Uh, it's made by Rare. And Rare is 
only available on Microsoft products now because Nintendo had the opportunity to buy them out and Nintendo said nah and so Rare went to the uh, the highest bidder which was Microsoft so that's why Rare no longer does Donkey Kong that's why there has been no GoldenEye remake so far is just because of the complications and everything but yeah there's there's a little bit of information for you before we roll on to the next segment so uh let's uh yeah let's get to the next story All right, so last night, let's see, what is today? Today is Friday, December 27th. So last night was Thursday the 26th. I got to have an amazing experience. This is a story that pretty much the only people that know about it are the people who crashed the stream last night I wasn't planning on doing a twitch stream I'm the kind of guy that I am pretty sentimental if I can record a memory if I can you know video something take a picture capture it and just hold on to it I will because I, I value that it's, it's something that I appreciate Something that I carry with me throughout my entire life. I mean, you guys are hearing my stories. You guys are hearing an audio representation of bits and pieces of my life. And so, as I stated earlier, my youngest stepson got an Xbox One. I found a game on the PS4 that it took me forever to want to get into. Because... I'm not a huge fan of the style, like Battle Royales, but I found out it's cross-platform. I've been able to play with my friends from Ireland, been able to play with my friends from England, Canada, Australia, you know, I could play basically with anyone, whether they're on PC, Xbox One, Switch, PS4, we can game it up. And it's given me some great memories so far. Most of my wins have been in squads with either Kirkade or Raven and Slazar. And it's been fantastic. Had wins with Kizarks. By the way, these are people who aren't just friends. They're not just gamers that I've met that I've connected with these people are people I love these people are family to me they're the family I chose and I am so grateful because last night my boy wanted to download Realm Royale on the Xbox One he was pretty certain that Modern Warfare was on the Xbox Battle Pass but it's not 
and he wanted something that I could play downstairs in my gaming room and he could be upstairs so that we're not having to split screen it. We played Modern Warfare for four hours. Uh, I think it was on either the 22nd or 23rd. I think it was the 23rd. And yeah, we played split screen in our game room for four hours, experimenting with guns, experimenting with maps, you know, getting tactical nukes versus bots. And it was an incredible time. But this boy, he's an amazing kiddo. And he wanted a game that he could play with me, that he could share experiences with. And so last night, we were able to download Realm Royale. And the first game, I didn't think, you know, hey, I should be streaming this. But then, I don't know why, but I looked over and I could see my laptop. And something clicked in me. I'm like, why, why am I not capturing this so I can relive it? re-experience it you know watch it again so we streamed it it was his first experience getting used to everything it, it's really different than you know Fortnite because he's played Fortnite but in this there's no building in this he can't run instead of running you end up mounting a steed or if you, you know, buying stuff, you can have, like, a cat or a, like, weird dragon creature thing. But. It was an experience that is just humbling. Because, as a step-parent, it's really hard to know where you stand a lot of the time. So you're not their biological parent. And so you're wondering, am I doing the right thing? Am I making a positive difference? You know, do they like me? Or, or are they just pretending like they like me just because I married their parent? But the fact that he wanted to get this game and he wanted to game with me shows me that I'm doing something right. If anyone has ever caught the stream, and you can find me on, on Twitch at Grab Life by the controller, I try to make it as easy to find me. So if you guys are interested, you know, you really can. But we taught him how to jump out of the, uh, the Zeppelin thingy, the battleship or battle bus, whatever you want to call it, and, and land and, and loot up. And in this game, when you find a treasure chest, you can open it, but it doesn't show open. Like in Fortnite, when you loot a house and somebody else goes through it, they know it's been looted. In this game, there's always chests. When you open them up, you can't see them anymore, but everybody else around you can. So this way, everybody on your team can loot the same houses and see what they can get. Which is unique, and it's weird, 
because the only way that you can tell if a house has been looted is they have health chests. So they have like potions or, you know, armor uh, pots in it. And then if those are open, you know that people's been in there before. Or if they didn't collect everything from the chest and they're just lying out. Because in this game, you can shard stuff and then hit a forge and then go, like, have this forge create, you know, health or armor, weapons, runes, abilities. And so it's really fun because you have to plan stuff. You know, there's different classes of weapons. I mean, you've got your pistols, shotguns, assault rifles, submachine guns, stuff like that. But within there, there's, you know, white for common that don't do as much damage. And then you've got green, and then you've got purple, and then you've got gold, and you can forge stuff. And when you forge stuff, it's typically purple, but you can get gold and blah, blah, blah. And so it, it adds a level of strategic planning to it. You have to plan your loadout. You have to, you know, search for these legendary chests that drop on the map. And you have to get them before your opponents do because they come with, you know, better stuff. Typically, I like to run a healing thing in my L1 spot. And then if I can get, like, a turret, then I will have that in my R1. And a lot of this isn't making sense to a lot of people, but... Like I said, it's cross-platform. If you guys get it and would like to hit it up, play a couple of rounds with Donnie, let me know. I would be more than happy to. So last night, playing with the boy. And we took third, like, twice. And on one of them, I got killed right away. And, I mean, I had, like, three eliminations. He ended up with five. The boy's got skill. The boy can hold his own. That's why I love gaming with him. I mean, when we were down here playing Modern Warfare, like, he'd get my back, I'd get his. You know, we, we planned, we strategized. We, we made the game work for us. And Realm was no different. The only thing is, he has to get used to the maps, the layouts. You know, everything like that. A good game is a good game, no matter the age or the system. And Realm is getting buggy, because I don't think Hi-Rest Studios is taking the care, you know, that the game deserves. I mean, it deserves so much more, but I think they're focusing on other stuff. Because this, this game isn't the Fortnite killer that it was designed to be. You know, Fortnite is pretty much here to stay. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm not going to diss anybody that has a good experience playing it. If you're playing a game instead of causing troubles, good for you. I mean, if, if you're playing a game and, and you're getting good at it, you're getting skill, you're, you're making amazing plays. You know, you've got footage worthy of YouTube compilation videos. My hat's off to you. It really is. It's just not a game that I enjoy. I can't build. I, I can't switch from everything as fast as everybody else can. And I'm pretty good when it comes to shooting and killing, you know, in video games. 
But when it comes down to a build-off at the very end, I'm never going to win. And that's why my boy loves Realm 2. So you don't have to build. You can just straight up 1v1 somebody. And if you need to hide, if you need to, you know, armor up, up your health, you hide behind a rock or a building. You know, you, you try to get away. You use your ability. Uh, I'm typically a mage, so I'll soar somewhere. You know, maybe I'll jump in a, uh, a second story window. So that that way, they'll have to run through the bottom and run upstairs if they want to engage me. And these are the things that my, my boy, he picked up right away. Because he's got the gamer mindset. He's got the, the gaming smarts where he thinks tactically. And I love it. I respect it. That boy is a fun kiddo. If you guys get the chance, it's in my saved videos. I mean, it's nothing special to most people. But to me, it's going to be something that I treasure for always. Because it was my very first experience. Online gaming. System to system with the boy. And he enjoyed it. We're actually going to do it again today. Not necessarily stream. We don't need to stream it. I, I, I got the first one that I can treasure and save always, but... We're, we're going to play again. He's looking forward to it. He does his chores. Like without even being asked. Just so he can say, Hey, would you like to play some Realm a little later? Well, heck yeah. I mean, if that doesn't show you the power of gaming. And how it brings people together. I don't know what does. Like seriously. What else can you do? On a cold winter day that brings people together more than that. Yeah, I'm still waiting. But see, you got nothing. I mean, The Mandalorian is a great show. Baby Yoda is adorable. But you don't see kids doing their chores just so they could say, could we watch Baby Yoda now? No. It's gaming, yo. It's gaming. Gaming has a magical bond. A sense of camaraderie. Like, it's not found anywhere else. You guys get it. A lot of the world doesn't. And they don't listen to the podcast. So they're not getting the information that they deserve. <laughs> Alright. Well, that is going to wrap up that little story. But, for real... I know Realm Royale isn't a retro game. I know it's not a game from my memories, necessarily. But it's a game from my, my family's memories. It's, it's from my, my family's childhood. Because he is my family. And I am grateful for my family. All of my family. So, uh, let's get to the next story.
All right, so this last little bit is combining two stories, and they're from this year. So, Peaches and I shared an anniversary on the 23rd. That's right, we got married right before Christmas. How crazy are we? But, Peaches got me Lords of Shadow 2, Castlevania game for the PS3. Been looking for it for quite a while now. I have the first one, and I've had the first one, I think, since January. And I didn't want to play it right away, because I knew there was a second one. And I don't like starting stuff when I know there's a sequel, and I don't have the sequel. Because then, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to find it. And seriously, it took dang near a year for me to find it. I don't like buying stuff off Amazon. I like supporting uh, the local game stores. Like I've, I've stated before, Game Changers in Orem, and I think it's up in Midvale in Utah. Phenomenal people. It's a great store. Just some of the coolest guys. They know me by name. If I call in, they know my voice. They're like, hey, Donnie, how are you? Long time no talk. What can I find for you today? I mean, they're seriously that cool. And the funny thing is, we don't get a chance to go in there very often. I mean, ever since we moved, we're not as close. So, I mean, unless we plan a day out and we go up there and we pop in, we we really don't get the opportunity to hit them. But I'm excited as all get out for Lords of Shadow 1 and 2. And I've been told that they are both absolutely, completely different from one another. They're they're set in 3D, you know, kind of open-world-ish, God of War kind of style. Uh, but I've, I've heard the second one is way different from the first one. I don't know how. I don't know why. But I'm excited to get that experience. And then not just that. I mean, that was anniversary. We, we like to keep it pretty simple. You know, we we don't spend a lot of money on ourselves. I mean, for the love of God, we have seven kids between us. Our, our money typically goes elsewhere. But we do enjoy, you know, the opportunity to go out together. I love being seen with her. She's absolutely gorgeous inside and out. As, as you guys can tell from the podcast, she keeps me on my toes. I love when she's here in room with me you know doing the episode because that's my life it's unscripted it's her giving me you know teasing me and and just making me think fast and she's just a gem beyond anything you guys will ever understand but everything that she is in the podcast that's how she is in in the real world in real life and Kizarks, both Amanda and Thomas, you know, can it, can it attest to that. Because they, they were here in studio. We spent all night playing That's You and just chatting on Twitch and just having a great time. And, like, I love her with all my heart. She's just this, this person that 
thinks of everybody else and what she can do. And so for Christmas, she knows I'm a Castlevania fan. Everybody knows I'm a Castlevania fan. It's probably the weirdest thing I've done in quite a while. But she got me a statue of Trevor Belmont. Now, I love Trevor Belmont because he's Belmont. I, I love the Netflix anime series for Castlevania. And this statue looks just like him. I mean, it's on the box that I'm looking at right now. It says Netflix on it. So, I mean, thank God for that because then I have merch that I can buy that's not 400 freaking bucks. Because there are, you know, Simon, Trevor, Richter, uh, Alucard statues that are like 400 bucks for the same size as the one that I have. And I can't afford that. I mean, God knows I'd love an Alucard statue, but there's no way in hell I'm, I'm going to spend 400 bucks, you know, for something for my collection. I wouldn't even do that, you know, spend that kind of money on a game. Lord knows I'd want to. But that's not where my priorities lie. So that is my little rundown of what I got for Christmas, what I got for my anniversary. And not only did I get that, but we also went out for sushi. And I love sushi. And Peaches is learning to like sushi. It's not as filling for her. And sometimes it's not as filling for me. And it's so delicious that I always want more. But the place that we go has a Nintendo Switch. And so not only did I get to enjoy sushi with the love of my life, we also got to play some Super Smash Brothers ultimate i think together that game is awesome because it has richter and simon in it along with ripley and samus so four characters from my top two games uh or at least game series you know richter is in symphony of the night but he's not necessarily in symphony of the night Anybody who, who's played it knows that. But, I mean... Yeah. So, Christmas Eve, we get a package. To Donnie Archer. Gets delivered to the door. And... We've been expecting some stuff from a dear friend... I'm going to give you a shout out here, Dave. I'm not going to say your last name. I'm not going to say where you're from. But seriously, man, I love you. You are like a brother to me. And it kills me that I can't give you more props on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. You know, just because I know your situation. And I respect your privacy and all that stuff. But just know. Like, I love you. You are family to me. So, we get these these treats. And I broke into them a little early. It's because they had something that sounded really, really weird to me. But I wanted to try it. 
It's a spicy tomato kind of chip thing. But it's weird because the chips are more like a pork rind. They're light, airy, fluffy. I mean, like a cross between a really aerated Cheeto and like a Pringle. So I open up the box and I see that and I snag one pack. And there's there's a letter in there. And the letter is extremely, you know, heartfelt and touching. And it really made me feel good because this is a relationship that I would not have if it wasn't for social media and if it wasn't for the podcast. He's an avid listener. He's a fan. He he's one of the greatest guys that I know. He's you know an individual that just looks to help and support how he can. He reminds me of myself because that's me. I might not have all the money in the world because of the, you know, the whole blended family. Everything that we've been going through, our life is constant chaos because it's hard taking care of nine people. But I got blown away because he sent a copy of Conquer's Bad Fur Day. It's a game that I've played, but I haven't ever really played played. Like, I didn't start from scratch. My friend Austin had the game. And I told on Secret Time, like, a while back. That's something that Peaches and I do. Uh, we try to do either Friday nights or Saturday nights, something like that. And we just get into these stories. And I was PlayStation 1, and he stayed N64. And he had Conkers. Uh, he had Cruise in USA. He had... His version of Tony Hawk Pro Skater was on the N64. And, I mean, when we crashed at my house, we played PlayStation. When we crashed at his house, we played N64. Or we skated in the halfpipe that he had in his basement. So, I open this box, read the letter... And it talks about Conkers. And yesterday, I was able to start my first actual playthrough of Conkers Bad Fur Day. That game is insane. I'm not a fan of cutscenes. Cutscenes bug me. I want to skip all of them. Especially if I'm streaming. Because I don't want my audience to get bored. I don't want to be bored. But this has cutscenes that you can't ignore because they are hilarious a drunk little squirrel uh, trying to battle all sorts of stuff and I mean extremely dark humor like where a pitchfork hangs itself and its friends tell him you know you should probably kill yourself it's like holy crap did I just hear that coming from a video game and then yeah we got a noose for you it's hanging up there and then the pitchfork hangs itself like, holy crap. And then I'm to a point where a sunflower is extremely ticklish. And I know something is going to happen because a bloodshot-eyed king bee, you know, told me that he just wants to pollinate her. He can't help it. He just wants to pollinate her. There's adult humor, perversion, there's swearing, 
dropping the B word right and left like holy crap. I've never heard this in any of my other games before. I mean, calling people a-holes and, you know, piss off and sod off and like holy crap. This game is intense. This game is something else. This game is hilarious. And I wouldn't have it in my collection if it wanted to come across the ocean. Like, this is a game where everybody has told me to pick up. Everybody has told me, this is the N64 game I have to play. Like, Ocarina of Time is a great game. But this is a must-play game. And after playing it yesterday, I actually want to play more N64. Like, this game has given me a renewed passion for Nintendo. And just like Battletoads, it's made by Rare. So how crazy is that, that everything is coming full circle? I don't have much experience with this game, but everything I have so far is the best experience I could possibly have with the video game. And that says a lot. I mean, uh, Flugo13, giving him a shout out right now. He's an incredible person. You can find him on Instagram. I don't know if he's on Twitter yet. But you can definitely check him out on stream. He's one of the most chill, cool, laid-back people. One of the things that I love about popping into his stream is he streams when he can because he is an amazing dude. He takes care of his grandma and he takes care of his, his beautiful wife. Uh, and he takes care of his kiddos. And one of the things that I love about popping into a stream is every now and again you'll hear a... Because he streams when he can. He's got a busy, hectic life, like all of us. And his kiddos play in cars, you know, riding them across his, his leg or, you know, up and down his back while while he's playing. And he's not ashamed of it. It, it is what it is. I mean, he, he has a passion for gaming, but he has a passion for family. And that's how we do it around here. It is highly entertaining. He is extremely level-headed. I have yet to see him rage. But I want to. It's like, when, when he rages, it's going to blow my mind just like when I saw Kizark's rage during Breath of the Wild. And it blew my mind. Y'all don't understand the love that I have for everybody who's a regular, who talks to me on Twitter, who pops into the streams on Twitch, who, you know, has conversations with me on Instagram. You know, if I post something and it triggers a memory and, you know, somebody shares that memory with me, I love it. And it seriously means the world to me. All of you guys who are you know, loyal listeners. Y'all are part of the grab life by the controller family. Whether you want to be or not, I'm sorry, but you are. It's not a bad thing. Like, it's just a handful of people who don't take no crap from, from anybody about the way that they are. 
their, their geekiness, their geekdom. You know, we're, we're passionate about video games, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. And I have the utmost amount of respect and love for you guys. Thank you for supporting us in every way that you do. And uh, yeah, let's let's wrap this episode up before it gets too mushy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up this episode. I'd like to thank everybody. Like, seriously, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all the interaction. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, find us. On Twitter, we are GLTBC. Grab life. No. GLBTC. Grab life by the controller. I think I always say that wrong. It, it's hard because I don't look at anything. I don't have anything written down. This isn't scripted anymore. This is all just real conversation. Uh, yeah, so GLBTC, Grab Life by the Controller. On Instagram, we are Grab Life by the Controller. On Twitch, we are Grab Life by the Controller. Uh, there's a game you want to see me play. There's a game you think... I definitely need to play, whether it's on stream or not, just to experience something that you did while growing up. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. There are so many people that right now I want to give a quick little shout out to. Uh, the Gaming Power Ups, Aaron Gobrad, Peter underscore graphic, Ultra Golden Ant, uh, Kirkade. Old Switch Gamer, uh, Retro Gaming Rock. I can't remember who I've said so far. The Gaming Power Ups. I'll, if I've said him before, I'll say him again. He's my Canadian brother. Uh, Flugo13, Ginger, Ginger Babe. I mean, Kizarks. These are people who I pretty much communicate with every day through Instagram, through Twitch, whatever. And it's just incredible because ever since I started this podcast, these guys have joined my family. They're not blood, but they're better because we choose to interact. We choose to converse every day and share stories. And that is what this podcast is all about. You guys have no idea how much I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of my little passion project. But with all that being said, peace, we out.